God's good to us, ain't he? I was, uh, anybody know of the movie Sheffy? Anybody ever seen Sheffy? Bob Jones put that movie on back, I believe it was 1975. Um, I was watching Sheffy, and it's about a circuit riding preacher in the mountains. He was from Virginia, but it was filmed largely here in West North Carolina. If I'm not mistaken, they filmed some church scenes down in Mountain Valley's old church, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so very local, but it was all put on by faculty and staff of Bob Jones back in the day. Billy Kelly was the moonshiner. And, uh, and Billy Kelly is, is who I was actually thinking of when I was thinking about respect. And, you know, you, if you've seen Sheffy, if you haven't, you should go watch it. Uh, the moonshiner, Billy Kelly, uh, he, he's making his moonshine, and Preacher Sheffy comes up to him, and uh, he's beating on and shoots a, a musket at, at another preacher there. And uh, Sheffy starts praying over his moonshine still, praying that a, an oak would fall on his moonshine still. And if you'll notice, the moonshiner takes his hat off when he realizes Sheffy's praying. God started working on my heart about respect. And, you know, there's a, there was a day even people that uh, didn't go to church or people living against uh, the will of the Lord, uh, they, they had respect for the Lord. And uh, he took his hat off, and, um, and it just it, it made me laugh. And, and uh, Sheffy was praying, Lord, the, the, the people that uh, this alcohol turns into wife abusers and, and, you know, drunkards and all these other things, Lord, just let an oak fall on this tree. And, and Billy Kelly says, they ain't, a, they ain't an oak within 200 yards of this tree. And that night a storm comes by and lightning strikes the, the big oak up on top of a mountain and it falls right down on Billy Kelly or his, his characters still. And you know, God does not just want our respect, he wants our attention. And the reality is he'll get our attention. Uh, there's a day, yes, people had respect and we're living in a day where people don't have respect in the church house or out in the community no matter what. But it's not just respect that he wants. He wants our attention. He wants our devotion. And so that was just a little nugget I got today I wanted to share. Going back to the book of Ecclesiastes, look at Ecclesiastes with me, chapter number 3. We'll continue on, and we've skipped a few verses ahead, prayed hard about that. I didn't want to skip any verses, but um, we've skipped a few verses. We're going to look in here beginning in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, well-known scripture, no doubt. The Lord's blessed me in my study of the, these scriptures this week. Ecclesiastes 3, beginning in verse 1. Solomon says, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the sun. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. 
a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. What profit, profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? I have seen the travail which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he that he hath set the world in their heart, so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. Let us pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for all that you do for us, Lord. We thank you for blessing us. We thank you for each and every uh, uh, young person, old person, child, uh, uh, everyone that's attending our house tonight, Lord. We thank you for allowing each, each and every one to come. Lord, we appreciate all that you do for us. God, you're so good to us. You bless us so much. God, you give us beyond what we deserve. Lord, we thank you for uh, the touch that you give. God, knowing that you have led and got us uh, even to this place tonight, Lord, you've led and guided us to this word. We just pray as we break this bread for just a moment, God, we would get substance from it, knowing that your word will not return void, but God, that you give us the clarity of mind and clarity of speech to share your blessed word with your blessed people. We love you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you're not careful when you uh, glaze through these scriptures, you will... Uh, miss the point that Solomon is making about a time for everything. And if you're not careful, you begin to make yourself so uh, almost the, the, center, uh, the center of the scripture. You think, begin to think of your life and uh, we see verse 2, we see how there's a time to be born and a time to die. There, it's a natural thing uh, for any person. If you live long enough, you'll die. And uh, the reality is uh, it's easy to start thinking about yourself in these things. And while it's true we can find many things about ourselves in these scriptures, what we see as an overarching theme in these verses is that it is God and His grace and His mercy during any time and any season that anything takes place. It's not about me or my re uh, response to things. Uh, of course, that matters. We have a choice uh, to everything, but what we begin to see is things are not determined. Things that happen are not determined based off of me, but they're all based off of God. The only thing I can control is my response to whatever comes up in this life. I don't have any ability to change the uh, the the plans of the the will of God. I can't change that. I can pray that God's will be done, and I pray that all the time. But the reality is, God's will is going to be done regardless of whether I uh, interject my prayer into it or not. God's will is always going to be done. Now, I don't always understand what these things are, and that's also another thing that we begin to see in a lesson we learn from the reality of time. But a few things I wrote down. As we look at this scripture, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. That can be one of the hardest things to learn is that I, I, as, as I grow older, I realize that I can't control the time and the season in which I'm in. Now, when I was younger, I thought I could control the time and the season in which I'm in. And at this point, I still think maybe there's some things I can control. Uh, somebody said the other day, uh, I think it was Shelby said something about uh, controlling kids, said, uh, you know, we, we just try to control them the best we can. And I thought about it for a minute, and I said, you know, really, we can't control them in nothing, can we? You ever tried? I mean, you ever heard, heard about herding cats? Uh, man, it's, it's chaos sometimes with these kids. You love them to death. They're, they're, they're wonderful, but they'll run you to death. And so, uh, you th and the other thing is when you think, talking about making a kid do something, uh, anything I thought I can make my kids do, 
uh, it's just not so. Uh, the reality is, is that they, they make their choices, that I, and I'm learning I'm not as in control as I thought I was, Brother Danny. I, I had these kids, I thought, man, I'm in control. Uh, it's easy when you feed them a bottle like I was eating a bottle right now. It's easy to uh, think about how uh, you're in control. Sorry, I messed that up. Uh, but, uh, but it's easy to think about how we're in control of these little ones. And uh, if you just come on up here. And you think at this age, well, I'm in control and I'm, I'm, I'm in power of everything she does. And the reality is if she doesn't get something to eat, uh, uh, that's on me and her mama. If she doesn't uh, get a diaper change, that's on me and her mama. And, uh, and so I'll say I, I stay away from that one as much as possible. But the reality is, is that right now, hey, there's a lot about her time and her seasons in life that I, I have control over because I have a responsibility to, to be in control over. But the reality is, is that as she gets bigger, wherever, wherever, wherever Riley is, as she gets bigger, you lose control, don't you? There's less and less and less and less control. And then there's seasons you start going through. I talked to some of you got teenagers and grown kids. I'm like, man, there's some seasons down there I don't want to be a part of. There's some seasons I don't care nothing about getting to. Uh, and, and God will give me the grace and peace to get there. But the reality is, is these seasons I'm in in my life right now, they're a blessing. It's wonderful. But even the season that you're in right now, uh, you think, man, I missed that day. I missed this time, and I'm sure you do, and I, I miss it with Riley. I'm trying to enjoy it as much as I can with Isla. But the reality is for every season and every time, uh, it's part of God's plan. It's part of God's will. It's not my, my power, my control. If I could control it, I'd keep them this little forever. But I was talking to Sam the other day. I said, you know, how sad would it be if they never grow? How sad would it be if they never pull themselves up? And begin to walk and begin to crawl and begin to do things. And, and uh, I'll let you get back to eating, baby girl. How sad would it be if there's never any progression or any growth for them? And I think that we see a picture of ourselves in our life. There's progression. We grow up. We mature. We go through different experiences. We face different hardships. We face different battles. Wrote a few things down. There is a time for everything under the sun, and our status is constantly changing. I think that's what uh, really we start to see in these scriptures is, is rather than just piece by piece and verse by verse, we just see examples of dis different situations. You go through from verse number 2 to verse number 8, and you see a variety of situations. We used to say in the banking world, the only constant is change uh, because every time you about get something figured out, the government comes in, uh, I'm saying that like one of them old moonshiners. The government uh, comes in and they have a new way and a new process and a new plan uh, for how you do something. And so the only constant is change. And, and, and what it is uh, about people who are sour to change, and I'm, I don't like change. I get sour to change. I don't like when things start to change because the few things that I can hold on to in this life, the few things that I can grasp hold of and stay the same, I never want to see those things change. Uh, um, I mean, it's just, just little stuff. I mean, uh, uh, I, my dad, he's kind of going through that a little bit. I see that in him. And, uh, you know, we have to do something a different way. And it's, it's a lot of rigmarole when something has to be done a different way. Well, we used to do it this way. I don't understand why. I got to get up and drive to Asheville to go do that now. Uh, it's like you got to give him an arm and a leg. Uh, anybody ever got, a, anybody got your real ID? I was looking at, uh, well, praise the Lord, somebody does because... Bless you, you're already through the pain. I, I was like, i got to get the real ID. I told you I'm planning on uh, trying to go to Europe. Uh, i got a, I got a checklist, Brother Sam. i got a checklist I'm working on. And the real, I don't know what this has to do with Ecclesiastes 3, but 
Anyway, the, the, the reality is, is that I started looking into what it takes for me to go get a real ID, which is due next year. And it's a, it's a list a mile and a half long. I mean, I'm about convinced people coming into this country have to prove less about themselves than I have to go prove about myself. And so the reality is, is I don't like the fact that it's changing so much. I don't like that it's so difficult. Uh, when I was 16 or 15, 16, I was worried about passing a driving test. And they give me a, a piece of plastic that says I can drive. Now it's, a, it's an arm and a leg. Something else is changing. Something else is frustrating. And what we see in these scriptures is that there's a time for everything under the sun and everything is always changing. Those seasons and those times, there's no permanence with anything. I like the way this is done today, and it's not going to stay the same forever. I like the way that, that, that even this church is going this very day, and it's not going to stay the same forever. I think about days when I was a kid, and I think about perfect services and, and times where the glory of God just came down and how God blessed. And, and, and you start to think, man, I miss those days. Uh, things have changed. And really start talking about it and thinking about it. Uh, it's sad that they've changed. It hurts that they've changed. But the reality is, is people start dying and people start going on and people start growing up and people get into sin and, and people start falling apart and preachers begin, uh, uh, their lights and uh, begins to dim and they, they pass on and things happen and things change and circumstances change and people move and people die and all these things happen and that's why nothing ever stays the same. Really, it starts there in verse number two. One of the saddest things about uh, this earth, one of the hardest things to understand is life and death. As beautiful as life is, that's how haunting death is. It's sad to see those go on. You ever lost anybody? You think about those that have passed on often and while we have joy, praise God, if they're in heaven, it feels different. Something's changed. I can't pick up the phone and call them. I can't drive by and see them. You begin to think about them and you wish you could tell them or you wish you, they could see where you're at and what's going on. But there's a season. You're in a season. The next day, you wake up and you got a, got a bill on the table. There's a different season. You go to your kid's graduation that evening. There's a different season. And these seasons, it's day to day. It's not even just, it's not, it's not. Months to months, it's day to day, moment to moment. There's different seasons. Everything is constantly changing. The next thing is we will never be in one state permanently. Our satisfaction must come from Christ. That theme that we see in these verses that everything is changing all the time, what we begin to see and realize is that if my satisfaction comes from this wonderful memory when I was a child, Brother Donnie, if this, mem if this satisfaction comes from what I feel at this very moment, uh, while it's great to fellowship in the Spirit of the Lord, I'm excited tonight, uh, the reality is, is that my satisfaction must come from the Lord if I expect it to get me through tomorrow. This feeling I feel right now, uh, I, hey, Wednesday's a different day for y'all than it is for me. Y'all worked all day. Uh, I, I had rally all day, so I'm a little wore out. Uh, but, that, hey, it's a blessing. Uh, but the reality is y'all worked all day. You're coming in here. It's a different day for me. I feel great. You're thinking, man, I've been working all day. I've got to hear this preacher for 25 minutes, and he's excited. It's even worse. But this moment, this is going to be different tomorrow morning. You wake up. That may be good news. What a blessing. You're in a great season. There may be bad news. You're in a bad season. You can't come and grab this feeling you've got right this very second. Tomorrow there'll be a different season. There'll be a different day. There'll be a different problem. There'll be a different stress, different anxiety. There'll be a different blessing. There'll be a different deliverance. There'll be a different hope. But the reality is, is if it comes, if your satisfaction comes from Christ, 
No matter what season you're in, whether you're in the one we're in now, what you get tomorrow morning, what you're in tomorrow evening, what you're in next week, if your satisfaction comes from Christ, you can walk through these seasons with peace. Because the thing is, there's no permanence about any of these seasons. People strive. We all strive to make something the way we want it. It's just like in the banking world. I can't tell you how many times how many times that people would come in, I'd see somebody, older gentleman, come in and say, I've worked 50 years and I'm retiring next week. We bought an RV, sold the house, sold the Corvette, the kids are furious, sold everything I got, I'm going to get in that RV we're going to Montana. And a week and a half later, his little broken down wife would walk in and say he died last week. Been retired for a week. Hey, I'm telling you what, that just, that'll sit in your crawl a little bit. I worked 50 years. I've done all these things to build up to this moment. And, and I've had people tell me, he never, she never got to do anything they were wanting to do. But what we must find is that we must find satisfaction today. I don't know what's tomorrow. I don't know what's coming around the next corner. I don't know what's coming around next week. I don't know what's coming around the next month. I must find satisfaction today. We think spiritually, I'm just going to just, just work, 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 and one day I'm going to lay off of it. Or maybe I'm going to wait, 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 and one day I'll start getting serious about the Lord. We do not know what's around the next corner. Verse 2 talks about what? Life and death. And the reality is, is that we will all face, if we live long enough, we'll all face death. Unless we're taken by the rapture. Praise God if we are. That'd be a blessing. We'd be a part of a select few. But the reality is, is life and death, man, it comes to us all. We must find satisfaction in this very moment. And it's hard. It's tough. It's difficult when you, when you can't find, uh, when, when you work all the time and that's all you can think about and that's all you can stress about and that's all you can do and, and you're building up to this time and you're building up to this day but the devil has tricked us and it starts so young if we just think, well, if I can just turn 16 and when I turn 16, I'll get my driver's license and I can go drive. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, that will give you no satisfaction. I'm telling you, it's going to be more problems. Like that old fellow used to come in the bank and say, more money, more problems. You start, you start driving, you're going to have to get a job. You go get a job, guess what happens? There are going to be bills coming in. You're going to have to put gas in that little Honda Civic. And when you start putting gas in that little Honda Civic and start driving that thing around the way people drive, you're going to have to have insurance. And when you go get insurance, uh, you're have to pay for the gas, then you're gonna have to pay for the insurance. And then mom and dad doesn't, doesn't want you riding around town without being able to talk to them. And you gotta pay for gas, and you gotta pay for insurance, and you gotta buy for pay for a phone. And then before you know it, you're gonna wake up and you got two or three kids, you got a mortgage, you got two cars, one of them's broke, gotta go to the shop. Uh, uh, mom and dad's getting sick, things going on, you're stressed about everything, and you realize what in the world happened? I was 16 a week ago. Young people, we listening. It goes by so fast. And we live for 16, and we live for 18, and we live for 21, and don't be living for 21. And then we live for 25, and then we live for 30, and then we live for 40. It flies by so fast, and we're not guaranteed to get to any step ahead of us. So-and-so just, just turned 18. Praise the Lord. It's taxes and voting. What a blessing. 
Enjoy the state and the moment that you're in. Enjoy it now. And seek the Lord in it now. Because this is the only promise that we have is the second. I'm not promised the next second. I might fall up dead. I'd love to be one of them preachers that just dies in the pulpit. People talk about that forever. You die at home? Oh, Brother Josh, he died at home. <laughs> I'm sorry. Brother Josh died at home. No, that man fell up in the pulpit. Hey, we never know. I felt my, my heart. <laughs> they just put Sanford and Son on Peacock TV if you want to. Had an Elizabeth moment. But we're not promised the next second, the next day, the next hour, that next step. Hey, I, I got steps that I want to make. I got things I want to do now. When you get older, I just want to get my oil changed and have a little bit of money left over. I just, I just want to get through one day and the dog not need something. Hey, it changes. Priorities changes. I mean, you think about things different when you got these little ones. Stress gets a lot bigger when you got the little ones. But it's not me that determines the status I'm in. It's God. It's how I respond. And that's the next thought. Man's issue is often discernment on what time we are currently in or what reaction is proper. It's not me that determines the situation or the season I'm in. It's God. But it's my responsibility as a Christian to seek the Lord and say, Lord, what, whatever I'm going through, give me, give me wisdom and give me peace to know. There's a time to live and there's a time to die, but it also goes down. Uh, it talks about in verse 4, a time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. There's, there's seasons that are natural. Uh, and that's what we see next. Seasons developed uh, as we grow naturally and spiritually. Well, being born and dying, I didn't have no business. I don't, I don't have no business in either, either one of those things. I did not make a choice to be born December 28, 1995. I have no choice. Whatever day I, it is, I die. Even this day, I have no choice or control over if I draw my last breath on this day. Some things come about naturally. But there's some things that come, out, come about uh, spiritually or circumstantially. A time to weep and a time to laugh. The thing is, you go through life long enough, there's going to be times to cry. There's times to laugh. You better be certain and careful that you don't get those things mixed up. Uh, 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 there's a time to mourn and a time to dance. As you develop in life and as you mature, you'll start to know uh, what time and what season you're living in. But we should still seek God. Why? Because the Bible also tells me that there's a time to kill and there's time for war. Or a time, for, time to kill and there's a time for peace. We better know when it's time to kill and when it's time to be peaceful. Uh, because what happens is we can make mistakes if we're not sensitive to the season that we're in. If I'm not sensitive to the season I'm walking through, if I'm not careful, I can respond to those things in the wrong way. So it's just talking about crying and laughing. My mother has a little bit of a social anxiety about funerals. And it won't happen until we get close to the family in the casket, but she'll start laughing. And I'm like, Mama, it is not a time to laugh. It's not a season to laugh. Now, it's just a little thing that she, she deals with. I probably shouldn't say that, but I'm like, hey, it's not time for that. Granny Sue was 98, but we, it's still not time to laugh. There's a time for, for laughing. There's a time for weeping. 
Things develop naturally. Now you begin to become more attuned to these things naturally. Things that break your heart now, maybe older, more tender-hearted, more mature, more tender-hearted, things will break your heart in a different way. Even going back to these kids, I saw a book today. I was looking, I, was, I got some new books for a little book stand back there. And there was a book that said the truth about abortion. I saw that and I, I thought, I, I, don't, I don't know if I can read it. Probably should. But it hits me different. I have children. I, did, I disagreed with it before I have children. But I see my children and it, and it hits me different. It hurts me different. You see things go on the news and in community. That guy uh, uh, did that over in Mars Hill, assaulted that woman. When I was a teenager, I thought, well, hey, he starts something with me, I'll deal with it. Now I'm worried for my family's safety, my children's safety, my wife's safety, my grandparents' safety. The people in our community, I worry about their safety. Things hit you different. You become more attuned to the season you're in. It's our responsibility for discernment in those things. I'm, I'm uh, going to have to come back to this. We've got a lot left. Seasons, there's a season for everything. Status is constantly changing. But we must find our satisfaction in, in Christ. That's the key. He gets me through this day. He gets me through this season. If you're not careful, you won't know when to respond. You'll be foolish and just laugh your way through life, and that's not the, that's not the right answer to anything. You'll be too serious. You'll be depressed. You'll, you'll be angry. You'll think every time's a time to kill, and nobody will want anything, anything to do with you. Dial it down a little bit. There's a season for everything. But it's all because of God's time. It's not because of my time. It's all about Him.